Hello, and welcome back to the Completing and Competing podcast. Uh, Today, we are going to start a new series. This series is going to, more than anything, revolve around the idea of tell me your story. Um, When we talk about stories, everybody has a story. I have a story. You have a story. Our guest has a story. Um, it's It's a mixture of decisions and ideas and choices and executions that we get to make in this life that make us us. Uh, The beauty of those decisions and those stories is no two stories ever look the same. Uh, My story is different than your story. Uh, Our speaker, our Amanda, who you will meet in a second, Amanda's story is different than my story. uh, And your story is different than our stories. But the beauty of all of those stories, whether we are from different cities or states or countries or continents, whether we were raised differently, whether we believe different things, God is going to use those stories and use our stories from exactly where we are. I believe God is much more interested in who we are becoming than he ever will be with who we are in this current space. But I think stories are beautiful. I believe they are common ground for common people, and that is who we are. So without further ado, I am going to introduce one of my favorite humans on the entire planet, uh, Amanda Lochte. Amanda is a former collegiate athlete. Amanda is actually one of my former players. She played for me at Texas Lutheran University. She was a phenomenal pitcher with a really, really crazy drop ball thing. It was like a bowling ball when it came into the catcher's glove. Um, But in this current space of our lives, Amanda is one of my confidants and one of my most amazing sisters in Christ. Uh, Amanda also has one of my favorite stories because that story is very intertwined with my story and how we got here today. So I am going to let Amanda take the mic. Amanda, whatever you want to tell us, we are here for it. We cannot wait to hear your story and how God moved in your life uh, when you were a collegiate athlete. So here we go. All right. Thank you so much, OB. Um, I will first start by introducing myself. My name is Amanda Lochte, as I was introduced. I am from small town Fredericksburg, Texas in the hill country. Um, I lived there growing up and then um, left for the first time when I went to Texas Lutheran University and met the wonderful Coach OB. (laughs) Um, But my faith story starts at a young age, actually. I was um, lucky enough to be raised by two phenomenal um, parents who um, were, I was exposed at an early age to Christianity and um, started going to church as early as I can remember with my parents. And I did all of the uh, vacation Bible school and the um, summer church camps and that's when I first started hearing about God and Jesus and um, this uh, promise of forgiveness and new life. And um, so I started hearing that, you know, in the form of like songs and chanting at a young age. And <laughs> we love songs and chanting. So much fun. <laughs> yes. Like, like, you know, those little vacation Bible school games and stuff and all the things that, um, how you can break down this idea of radical love to a child. Um, that's kind of where my story begins. I, I was blessed to grow up um, in a Christian household with parents who really encouraged me in that. Um, but I think 
that's as a, you know, as a child, as that transitions into some of my older years in middle school and then high school, when you first really start formulating your own thoughts and your own, um, uh, what does this mean for you? Not just, you know, the stories and you've heard the, the, um, the old tales, but what does that mean? And how is that, how is that affecting how you live your life? And I don't think that truly sunk in for me um, in high school as much. I think there were glimpses of it. You know, you go to that church camp over the summer and you get on this God high. Um, but then I, I just don't, I don't think that I was at a point in my life where I had let it really consume me and consume who I was. Absolutely. Would you say it was more <laughs> of just checking those boxes? Like not that your upbringing is not beautiful because it is, it is so amazing that you grew up in the church and you grew up hearing about God's love and grace and forgiveness and all of those things. But do you believe maybe Amanda, that a little bit of that was just checking the boxes and doing what you were told rather than really creating this intimate and intentional and real and raw relationship with God? Oh, definitely. I think, I think that's, um, a good way to articulate what I was saying as far as the, um, I, it, it hadn't really sunk in yet. It was, this is what I'm told to do. I, you know, my parents are driving me to church in the morning. Um, and I was signed up for these camps and things. It just, it's, it was part of the opportunities that I was given, which were beautiful, but it was very much so not something that I had, um, really initiated myself. It was more at the, from assistance from, um, or encouraging from my parents um, at that time. It, it was uh, definitely just checking checking the box and uh, and following their lead. Perfect. And this is when the story is going to get super fun because this is when <laughs> I get to meet you in your life. Um, I guess you you alluded to it a little bit earlier that that there was a transformation for you going from, from your upbringing and from Fredericksburg, beautiful place in the hill country of Texas to going to Seguin, also its own beautiful space in Texas at TLU. Um, but there was a shift that kind of happened there. Can you kind of dive into that shift for us? Um, and what did that look like for you? Yeah, definitely. I, so leaving Fredericksburg, um, and going to college, I, I would, I still had those same, I still had that same upbringing. I, I knew who God was and um, I knew it's something I wanted to be a part of, but I think that transition, it wasn't immediate. When I first went to, um, when I first left and went to college, it wasn't the first thing I signed up for. It wasn't the first thing I got a part of. Um, I was on the softball team, made a bunch of new friends and um, got to enjoy getting to know these people and having fun. And um, I, I didn't initially um, have really anything that was pulling me back to Jesus at that time when I first got to college. Um, and I think that's such a, sorry to interrupt you, but I think that's something that a lot of people are, deal with. I think uh, that's a big thing in transition, whether you grew up in the church or you didn't, when you walk on your collegiate campus, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of things you have to manage. You have six AM weights, you have study hall, you have class, you have practice, you're building this new life. And 
unfortunately, sometimes God gets lost in the mix of that. So I don't think you're alone in saying that. I would assume there are a lot of people that feel the exact same way as you did. And I had this great upbringing. I had these things, but again, was it my choice or was it something I was just doing? And when it's my choice, that's where that transition is going to happen. Yeah. And I think additionally, um, before it was all laid out for me, like I didn't pick the church I went to growing up. Like that was where my dad, my dad went to that same church when he was in high school. Like that's just the church I knew. And so now you get to a new place and there's churches like how that's taking the initiative of like, how do I pick a church? How do I find those organizations? It's the first time that you actually have to seek it and find it. And then you get to have an opinion and as to what you want it to look like, what, you know, there's, I was having to learn what, what are different denominations? I don't even know what that means. What is non-denominational? What is, you know, what it, I had never had to think about it before. Cause I went where my parents went and I went to the camps that was associated with the church that I grew up in, in Fredericksburg. So this is the first time to step out and be like, how, how do you find a church? Like, I'm still having to call my mom how to write a check. Like, you know, I'm, yes. I'm, and so it's, it's that step of adulting beyond just like, you know, figuring out how to live with a roommate and, and, you know, not have mom cooking meals and stuff like, um, but, uh, then to also, uh, take that initiative to find a, a, a church and, uh, what does that look like to you? It's going to look different. I grew up in a pretty traditional small town, like big steeple church. And that's not really what I, I found. And I, for the first time I had this flexibility to have an opinion about what, what do I want that to look like? And so I didn't start with me initially finding um, a church. What I actually found first was um, a ministry group on campus that was, um, geared towards athletes and I was a part of a similar group back in high school and so um I saw it pop up um flyers for it at campus on at TLU on campus and um I was like hey you know that that sounds something that I would be interested in be a part well, of there's a little bit of familiarity to that. Yeah. It's not something totally <laughs> new. Like this is something, okay. I actually have heard of this before. I was a part of this in high school. Okay. Maybe that's how I'm going to make my transition. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's of course the pizza and the socializing and it's like people that, you know, that's your age. And, um, then also like getting to tie in that piece of me that was important growing up, but I just never had to find a way to like bring it into my life at the current time. So I started going to these, um, weekly, like, um, club get togethers and, um, I really enjoyed it. And at that time, this was my, um, this was my sophomore year in, um, in college. And, uh, I, at that point was doing the group text for our team. So I would start putting that in the group text. Hey, um, this is meeting tonight. And if you want to come, no questions asked, if you need a ride, let me know. And so we started getting a, a group of girls that were consistently going every week. And, um, I think that was really a beautiful experience for me because it's the first time that I was actually meeting some of these girls who had already known for a year. 
you know, when you go to, you, you practically live with each other. You are going to practice in the morning workouts and you go to the cafeteria together. You hang out on the weekends, you, you develop this closeness, but this is the first time where that closeness was truly amplified into like a sisterhood. It gives me chills to think about, but me too. I'm going to probably start crying at some point in this conversation, but it's fine. We're going to lock it up over here. Keep going. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like the, for the first time people are being vulnerable and talking about not just like, Oh, Hey, how was your day? What's going on? Like, you know, pretty surface level conversations, like good round during BP or something. But it was like these deeper conversations of like, these are the struggles that I've had in my life. This is where I'm at. This is who I am. This is where my heart's at. This is what's going on in my life. There's tears every week of someone opening up about a hardship that they have that you would have never known about this person if you just had that same kind of routine of going to practice. And that that was so surprising to me. It's because I, I could, I lived with these people, but I didn't truly know them or their hearts until I was given this opportunity to dive in deeper with them. And then this is cool because this is where our stories intertwine. So after we've been going to um, this club on campus um, and for a while, I invited you one time and you started joining us. And so that was um, that was exciting to not just have my teammates, but um, a coach also getting invested in this and just taking um, a step deeper and to that relationship. And so um, I think you have some unique insight here of what that looked like and felt like to you. Cause I know at first it wasn't totally organic for you. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I think organic <laughs> is not the word I would use whatsoever. Um, I think when you had initially like, Hey, we're going to this evening meeting. If you'd like to come, like it's super chill. Um, I just think it would be an amazing experience for you. And it's not that I didn't grow up in the church either. I did. I grew up in the Catholic church. That's the way I was raised. Um, and I did, I went to CCD and I went to, I did young life and I was a part of all those things you're saying. Um, but when it's your decision as an adult, that's a little bit different. Um, so obviously when you first asked, I'm like, absolutely not, Amanda, like this is for you and your teammates. Like there's the line. We're not crossing that line. You go live your best life. I'll be over here in my office and Joke's on you. <laughs> exactly. Joke's on me is right. 100%. Um, cause I went and I did because you know, when Amanda Lochte asked you to do something, it's like Jesus asking you to do something. So oh you God. go. Um, and so I ended up going to the organization a couple of times and I really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed, I enjoyed it because it wasn't about the game. Um, for all the athletes who are present in that space, it, it was bigger than the X's and O's of our sport. Um, it transcended sport because at the end of the day, winning and losing doesn't actually matter when we talk about kingdom success. We've already won. We already have the biggest victory in Jesus Christ. Um, but I didn't get it and I didn't realize it. And then I'm watching your teammates and you interact on such an intentional level. Um, and we talked about TLU and we talk about TLU a lot and yeah, we won a ton of games. It was awesome. It was so much fun. Um, but when we really break down who we were as a program and who we were as a team, it was a God thing. It was, I mean, 
we always made the joke, God's on our team. I even think we put it as a hashtag. Um, and I get that God's on everybody's team, but when you truly believe that, that you're playing for something bigger than yourself, and I know that my teammates have my back and they're not only my teammates, they're my best friends, they're my family, they're my sisters and my sisters in Christ. There's a sense of vulnerability to that, that I had never experienced before. Uh, and just being able to watch that was so amazing. And so I remember actually having a meeting with you in my office said, how do you feel about doing a Bible study for the team? And I think you looked at me like, are you serious? Like, is this, this is real life? Like you of all people. I'm like, yeah, I know God's doing some crazy things over here. And we're just going to keep saying yes. Um, so that is where the boat is what we called it kind of came to be. And we love the boat. And Amanda, I'll let you kind of talk about the boat and what the boat meant to you um, as an athlete at TOU and going through that collegiate experience. Yeah. Okay. So I, I do remember that meeting. So it's like, you know, anytime you get called into the office, you're like, what is this going to be about? And you, it, you were coming to me with the idea of a Bible study. And I remember at that time being immediately, not only excited, but also just so incredibly happy for you. And the fact that you had gone from like, Oh, I don't know about wanting to go and like, you know, sit around and talk about God with you guys to now, like you want to initiate it and you want to start it. And I thought that was so cool. Um, I felt really just, I felt really excited that you asked me and really excited that you were wanting to do it. And I was going to get to be a part of it with you. And so, um, the boat was born and I, I remember not really knowing what it was going to look like if people were going to come or, um, or what I had no idea at that time, the impact that it would have. Um, it, it just kind of started as just like a, like, Hey, like, let's take this even further from just like these like weekly meetings as like this club at our, um, at our school to like, let's get really intentional with the team. We've already seen what this can do. Um, and, uh, and let's keep it going and, and let's continue to grow together. And we had our first meetings. Um, we would set up a laptop hooked up to the TV in our locker room and just pile on the couch and get Rosie's pizza. Shout out to Rosie's. <laughs> Still the best pizza in Seguin, Texas, everybody. Uh, I swear that it was my freshman and sophomore and junior 15. <laughs> All the Rosie's, but that's okay. Um, but anyway, we'd pile on this couch and it, it started just... I would say, wait, how many people? Five people? Yeah, probably five or six. Five or six. And then eventually we outgrew the locker room. And this is in like the next year, but so fast forward, but we were having to to meet at a teammate's house just so we could have a living room um, outside of the locker room space. So we got to see the impact that this would have of that first time meeting and just not really knowing where we were going. But then We'd get together, listen to a sermon, but then we would talk. And that's where it was. I, the sermons were always good, but you know, I couldn't tell you exactly what they were about, but I can still to this day, remember some of the incredible conversations we had. Someone cried every time now. And it was like, we took turns. It's like, if I was having a bad week and I, or something was going on in my life, like I people would be there to lift me up. And then next week, someone had something else going on in their life and we were there to lift them up. And so we just established this knit of support and deep love for each other. 
um, beyond anything, if like we said earlier, <clears throat> if we wouldn't have had that platform or that, that space created for us to get together and have these really vulnerable and deep conversations, um, they, it wouldn't have happened. Like people, I still to this day might not know, truly know half the girls I played with that wasn't for this um, opportunity to, to really understand people's hearts and what's going on in their lives and how we can support each other and just grow deeper in our faith. And I think that was what the boat was to me. And there's so many times where we had the most beautiful conversations and not everyone, it was, it was cool too, because everyone <clears throat> sorry everyone was allowed to be themselves every single one of us were different had different ideas different opinions different backgrounds different upbringings but we weren't trying to change each other we weren't trying to tell each other you're wrong you're right this is good this is bad we were just in this space together and acknowledging that there's something bigger than ourselves and I think that was what was so cool and I don't think I realized how truly beautiful that was to get together with a group of people who don't have an agenda for each other it was just let me meet you where you're at let me be here with you in this time in this space and I'm gonna love the heck out of you and I'm gonna tell you that Jesus loves the heck out of you and we're just gonna get through this thing called life together and that's what we did and that played such a bigger role it left that room the locker room or the couch of um, one of my teammates apartments and it carried on like we had you know if something was going on it was in the group chat like hey so-and-so's you know mom has this going on or aunt is going through this or or I have this whatever it was it was it was in the chat it was prayed about it was lifted up by other people and you didn't have to walk through anything alone and that I truly think that changed our relationship on the fields because we, since we knew each other, we truly knew each other. We knew what was going on in each other's lives. We knew each other's hearts. We loved each other deeply. So we weren't just going out there fighting to win a softball game. We were fighting for each other and we were fighting for something bigger than ourselves collectively together. And we knew what that thing was because we'd been there and we'd sat with it and we talked about it and we cried about it and we grew deeper in it together. And so then we, we hit the fields and that's truly where, I think I had the most um, success because I knew who was behind me and who was in, above me. And it was just, you know. Um, Absolutely. It comes to a sense of freedom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just this idea of, of competing and completing. And I think that's why I love those words uh, because we're all competitors. That's who we are. We walk in the field and we want to throw the perfect pitch and we want the strikeout. And you had a lot of them, but you also knew that you weren't being completed by your sport. You're completed by Christ and who Christ says you are. Uh, and that is your story. And again, you got to take at that time, I think we had like 26 kids on the team. So you had 25 other people who were in your boat who had totally different stories, but one thing in common, and that was their love for Jesus Christ and love for each other. And just that genuine love, like that is my favorite word in the whole world. Um, but I think that's where it is. And that's where all stories can meet. So you are all from different places and you all had different stories, but when it really came down to it, 
you had one very, very important thing in common. That was Jesus's love uh, and love for each other. So I don't know. I love your story. I think it's absolutely beautiful in so many ways. I got through this entire thing and I did not cry. So I am so proud of myself. Um, As we're wrapping up, Amanda, I just want to say thank you. Um, Thank you for being an amazing woman. Thank you for sharing your story. Um, I love that our stories are intertwined. Here's a fun fact for everybody. Amanda actually baptized me. So <laughs> our, our stories intertwine in so many more ways than just the boat. But Amanda did baptize me in, the, in Galveston, in the Gulf of Mexico. And it was amazing. And we got almost taken out by waves. But it was a, a beautiful story of, of God <laughs> just being present um, with all of his people. And his people are my people. Um, but thank you again, Amanda for sharing your story. Thank you for being present with us. Um, I think when we think about stories, not everybody's story is perfect and somebody's story is going to sound totally different than yours. And somebody's story is going to sound totally different than ours. Um, But the beauty of that is, is God is going to use it so intentionally to glorify his kingdom. And I honestly cannot wait to see how that continues to work for you uh, as you are now a physical therapist and just absolutely killing it at life. Just so proud of you. So much love for you, Amanda. Um, Is there anything that you would like to say to our audience before we pray it out? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, first of all, just want to say thank you for having me on the podcast. This is so cool. And I'm so proud of you and what you're doing. Um, for everyone listening, you're in for a treat. I don't think I've ever met someone who speaks with such conviction and fiery passion. And she has definitely, um, helped me throughout, not just my time, um, at TLU when I was one of her players, but this has become a lifelong friendship and sisterhood. And um, so you're really in for a treat. I've um, been through the ups and downs um, with OB and um, she truly has a heart for Jesus and she has a heart for people. So um, I'm really excited to see what she's going to do with this. And um, thanks for listening. I, I think all of our stories are still being written, of course, um, but it's really cool how that, the time that we had um, at, at TLU on the boat, it hasn't stopped. We still have the boat texts. We still keep each other posted on on life things. And um, so that, that that bond that was started, not just the, the, the athlete bond that you'll always share with your teammates, but that deeper bond um, still goes on today. And I think a huge thanks to that is to Coach OB and everything that she did um, to help facilitate that um that boat and to to get it started and keep it going so uh thanks for listening to my story and i'm excited to hear the more stories um, that she has on awesome okay let's pray it out lord thank you so much for this space uh thank you for amanda lochte and her heart and her soul and her story that glorifies you with every step um Thank you for this podcast, Lord. Thank you for allowing me to have a space to glorify you and to speak your truth and your love and your grace and your forgiveness to whoever needs to hear it. Um, I am your servant. We are all your servants in this space, Lord. So whatever you are calling us to do, let us step out into that faith. Let us be able to use the story that you're still writing to glorify you in the most intentional ways. We are so incredibly thankful for your love and your grace, Lord. We do not deserve it, but we willingly accept it every day of our lives. 
Thank you. We love you. Amanda, I love you. Uh, as I would say, so love you. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. In God's name we pray, amen. Uh, but just being present with you has been an absolute blessing. So love you. I so, so love, you. love, so, so love our listeners. And I cannot wait to continue to walk through this journey with everyone. So thank you.